Hi there, it's uh, Ross here from Football DNA. Today, I'm delighted to jo be joined by Dario Nero, where we're going to be talking how to set objectives for your new season. Uh, Dario, welcome to the podcast. Morning, Ross. Pleasure for me. Fantastic. So, uh, Dario's um, had a really uh, rich, uh, sort of wide-ranging um, base of experiences and um, moved to England um, a number of years ago and has been been working within academy football in, in England, but he's got a really good handle um, on coaching at all different levels within his his role at his current club, um, as well as getting some experience in tutoring for, for the FA as well, delivering futsal uh, qualifications too. So, Dario, it'd be great if, uh, before we begin, uh, just to give us a little bit of a, an overview of your coaching journey. Um, I am originally from Italy, so I started my coaching journey when I was in Italy about 16 years ago. And 10 years ago, I decided to move to England to have a different experience. And in the last 10 years, I had the opportunity to work across all the age groups from under nines to first team, a semi-professional level. And as you mentioned, I also had the opportunity to tutor as an FA, tutor for futsal and football UFSC uh, level. Fantastic, great stuff. And uh, I suppose before we uh, begin, Dario, um, obviously you've now had a number of years coaching. Um, when it comes to setting objectives for for a new season, does it change? Is it is it do you kind of go through the same process, or if, or do you come approach that differently year upon year? Every season, you try to refine the process to review the the process. Basically, mainly remain the same. But every season you try to refine and add something new or remove something that is not necessary. The key point for me is about reviewing the environment because when you, we work with youth uh, football players, it's very different than you work with senior football players. And the objectives is obviously very massively between the youth and the senior environment. Yeah, fantastic. So. You talk about um, those objectives for youth youth players, which I think is really interesting compared to the first team. And I think for anyone listening, you know, that's maybe got a team where they're playing for points. The approach may be slightly different for to working with younger players, where actually it's more around their development and long term uh, progression. Um, but uh, I mean, how how do you go about reviewing your your previous season? Um, I'd be interested to to know. So, the main point to review is working with youth players is about development. So, it's about reviewing the opportunities we provide to individuals. So, in my case, there are five key points that need to be reviewed every, at the end of every season. So, the number one is the games program. When you work in a senior environment, obviously, you play in a league, there are cups, and you play for the three points. While when you develop individuals in youth football, and you try to vary the games program for the for the kids in order to expose them to different challenges and different games opportunities. So, for instance, the difficulty, uh, calculate the percentage of difficult games for each individual, games they are fairly comfortable and games they are easy. Also, to consider the format. For instance, if you have under 13 and under 14 boys or girls, you don't want to just put them and play 11 v 11 for the for the whole season but you try to give to provide these uh, young players different formats 5v5 7v7 so have a, a balanced percentage of uh, formats but also the type of opposition 
So try to understand whether you played some games against stronger oppositions, oppositions of your level, or oppositions that are lower level, opposition that have younger players or opposition that have other players. So having a broad vision of your games program and trying to tailor to the to the individual needs. The second yeah. point I would consider is the tournament programs and expose every individual to high competitive event, whether these are UK-based tournaments where they are one-day experience, so you go in the morning, play some fixtures and go back home, or they are the tournament abroad where you go with a select a group of selected players for three, four, five days, which expose each individual to a different type of experience. The third point I will say is the training program needs to be adjusted to players' needs and provide variation. So I will say outdoor training, indoor training, and also mixed age group training. So don't have just the same repetitive type of training, but have a plan on a number of opportunities indoor outdoor, as I said, or when you play with younger or older uh, kids. But also players playing in uh, matches or fixtures in uh, with older younger players, so playing up and down or using year uh, of bo born year like 2009, 2010, 2011. So it can be very creative and expose these kids to, as I said at the beginning, to a variation of opportunities. And lastly, if you work in, in an environment where there is recruitment, the impact of the recruitment might have in your uh, year schedule. So whether your club has a policy of um, a maximum number of trialists per period or specific uh, policy for recruitment, whether you allow trialists to play matches, so the impact of trialists in your season, in my opinion, is another important point to consider. Yeah, fantastic. And I think all of the five things that you've you've uh you know really eloquently explained of of all linked back to the environment which you you mentioned at the beginning you know in terms of when reviewing your your season uh let's just pass it's all around the environment and how you meet the needs of the the players so i think that's uh some fantastic pieces of of sort of nuggets for coaches to come away with i think uh also for coaches working with you know any levels of even if you're working within uh with grassroots or within an academy environment i mean trying to find time to create those different experiences different types of games and different opportunities for your for your players is a, is a real challenge but something that can really help add value um to your program and that may be something um which you're considering maybe having some set targets on the number of games or different type of games um, or certain planning for the individuals, right? This year we're going to try and play this individual a certain amount of time with, with the older age group for these reasons. And just having that and having those measurable targets can be a really good way of helping you to review whether you've achieved those. And then if not, why, why was the, the reason for that? So going on to that then, Dario, I, I mean, you've obviously spoken about those those five things that you may consider when reviewing your, your previous season. So how does this affect setting objectives for for your upcoming season? Set having measurable targets allow you to um, have a deep thinking about the next uh, step and and obviously there are a consequence for each of those points. I will say making sure we avoid unfair treatment. So you don't, if you have a group of players and you don't want to see a player that has played 
75 matches, for instance, in a season, you have someone that play 25. So having the awareness that we don't want to have unfair treatment by using those data, those numbers, those figures, and try to balance unless there are external problems like an injury. So obviously this needs to be taken in consideration. As you also said, it's about having realistic targets because if you plan, okay, this season I want to play 100 games, but in uh, 10 months it will be very difficult to achieve. Uh, also, oh, I want to participate to 20 tournaments, it's, not, it's very difficult to achieve. So the, the effect is about understanding the realistic targets over a period of time. But also when you, on the other hand, if you might struggle to achieve your target, your realistic target, you might twist and have a have your own ideas. So if I don't have the opportunity to participate to a tournament for a specific age group or for a specific place, you might be able to organize your own event. So where you, uh, you know, you decide how many fixtures you want to play in the event, how competitive you want to make, and, you know, and try to align all the other age groups to your own targets as, 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 as the whole groups. And lastly, is having the flexibility within the group so within the program so as i said about for instance the trialist the trialist will take uh, if uh, you allow them to train and play matches obviously they will take time off of your own place so have the flexibility to add or delete additional events in your program is crucial over the length of 10 or 11 months it depends how long is your season yeah fantastic and uh I think one of the interesting things that I've um, been exploring for the last past few years is not only having the input from the players, um, also other other support staff in in um, how you should set those objectives for the year is really interesting. So I think sometimes as a coach, you can go in with one idea and think I'm going to achieve this, but those objectives actually might be completely different to all the other people that are having a you know, either living and breathing the program or having an input into that that program. So, uh, I suppose leading on to that, really, when when setting the objectives for the season, is there anything in particular that you um, that you consider? Number one, I will say is the squad size. So, if you go a large squad, obviously, you need to think about the implication of subs you have on a match day. But if you have a large squad, you might have to play different formats. So the squad sides first as an implication on your planning. Within that, obviously the individual needs, because every player has different needs. It doesn't matter how big is your squad, how small it is. Every single player has different needs. And you try to meet every single individual needs, which is very difficult to do because of time, but with lots of you know commitment and passion and careful planning, you might be able to help every single one and lastly and not the most the least important is the traveling because if you plan to do tournaments fixtures and you need to be cautious of the amount of traveling you ask in your place this is another key element of the geographic location of your club and the geographic location or the you know of the fixtures the, uh, the tournaments or everything you try to do is you know and affect the parents because we don't we have to remember that the parents are traveling for these players and there could be another important factor now nowadays 
Yeah, excellent. And I think what, what comes across there is just that that detail of planning when you're looking into a new season and all these things that you that you need to consider. And uh, just out of interest, I mean, I know obviously you'll you'll set that plan for the year and you'll review it at the end of the season. Is there any points in the season? Um how, you know, how do you review those in the season? Is there anything you do? Do you do it in certain like periods of time? And then who has that input in the review? Now, is that just yourself on that, or do you review it with with others? Very important when you review, you include all the parties involved. So first of all, myself, and I will say self-reflection is very important practice to apply as a as a coach, as an organizer of events. Um, so I do self-reflection on a weekly basis because, and because it's very important, not just for your training sessions, but for the whole week as a, as a whole. But that is the first step, as I say, include the other parties, which means include the other coaches, um, have regular meetings with the other coaches, with senior members of the staff at your club, because they will give you other opinions and other input. They are very important for your, your own final evaluation. But also the parents need to have an input. So running regular surveys, anonymous surveys, where, you know, using Google form or uh, other type of, um, you know, means to, to get this survey out as very important because feedback from parents are uh, another pow powerful tool for us to know, to have uh, a, I would say complete, very detailed review. Yeah, that's excellent. I think that's certainly something I think for, for coaches that, you know, when you're reviewing stuff, just having the input from the players, parents, coaches, and anyone else that might have involvement into your programme um, in the season. And whether you do that periodically and, you know, whether it's bi-weekly, monthly, or, or sort of in, in every term, um, just having a regular opportunity to sit down with people off, off the pitch can be really important. Um, I think the, the ideas around surveys and anonymous surveys are another great way of capturing capturing information and you as a as a coach and those that are involved in it can think about really uh, beneficial questions that you're going to get answers to to help shape the, the program that you're running and, and hopefully to help you understand whether you're actually achieving what you'd set out at the beginning of the year because you know, that immediate fee feedback might mean, as you, you said er earlier, Barry, you might have to be flexible to go to go down another road. Um, so just to sort of wrap up then, really, I mean, uh, I get the impression, uh, obviously, the tours, tournaments, fixtures are really important, you know, um, for you is, is when it's success, is that getting how, how many trophies you can get by the end of the end of the year? Or how would you how would you determine success when you're, when you're looking at those objectives that you've you've got, we're the first team. Obviously, trophies, points, goal difference were the main <laughs> point yeah. of evaluations. In our case, is first is players' well-being. How many players are happy? Are they have enjoyed their season? So this, in my opinion, is the key point of measuring. If you have players in your program, they are not happy. They didn't enjoy and you know there are issues out like within your environment there is a failure so if we go a number of players the percentage of happy players they want to come back and play football is is great so place well-being and happiness comes first which means 
another uh, measure of success is place retained in your program. So if you go a higher percentage of place retained for the next season, in my opinion, is a measure of success. As I said at the beginning, when you look at this data, these targets, uh, and now when you measure them and you analyze them in depth, the, the success, in my opinion, is no big gaps between each individual. So if your target is, okay, well, let's play 60 games per season and roughly everyone is around the figure, that's brilliant because every means every single player had the opportunity they deserve to, you know, to have. And lastly, if you have a recruitment process in place and it's not about the numbers of players are coming in and out, but also the number of players you sign from those trial, trials. So this is another success. How many new faces you will see next season as well in, in your, um, in your program. Yeah, brilliant. And I think, uh, um, you know, you've, you've, you've covered within your objectives, lots of footballing based stuff. I really like the idea of having as part of your, your review and setting your objectives around the kids having fun and, and happiness and their feel towards the year. And I think sometimes you've, when you're setting out objectives, you can get really into the X's and O's of your your program and perhaps lose a little bit of sight of what they're you're there for, which is to really nurture kids' love of the game and make sure they have an absolute blast when when playing football. So I think that's a, that's a really interesting point of view on it, Dario. When you're looking at objectives and and really you know whether that that's meeting your, uh, you know, whether that's led on to uh, your success of achieving your objectives, that probably is one, regardless of your, your environment and what context you're working in, that really fundamentally should be in for every coach uh, working with, with young players, but even with senior players too, you know, you want to make it enjoyable for, for them too. Um, so no, that's brilliant, Dario. I think um, some fantastic points uh, there for coaches. We would, Love to hear a little bit more from you at Football DNA around, you know, what your objectives are for, for the season, how you review it. And and obviously, please share your successes. Um, you know, if you've achieved those, um, we're, we're really keen to engage with the, with the coaching community, whatever level you're, you're working at. And um, we'd certainly love to hear more from, from you on, on your season. So, uh, Dario, thanks for joining us today on this, uh, this podcast. And, um, Really look forward to uh, catching up with you throughout the season on, uh, on on everything that we've spoken about today. Right, and as I said, it's a pleasure for me to join your podcast. Fantastic.